Hello and welcome to Yerushalmi Brachos. We are on Daf Samaches, and that was how to print three Haaras for today. Uh, one of them is going to be a global Yerushalmi uh, thing as well. And, and again, these are just famous halachas that it's funny to see them where they are. So the Gemara is talking about whether you are part of a group and one person can make a bracha or um, for everybody, or if you have to make a bracha by yourself. The Gemara is talking about maybe you have to lean, etc., etc. So in one uh, gear of the Gemara, the Gemara says that we're talking about a Shavuos Haben. And at this thing called a Shavuos Haben, which we'll talk about what that is in a minute, um, so the Balabias actually is serving people, so he actually cannot... Um, make a bracha for everybody in that capacity because he's actually not part of the group to a certain degree, which is an interesting etiquette that we'll talk about in a moment. Um, back then, how you know that person would, would serve them. We find a Gemara Abavli also that talks about how Rekiva, I believe, made a wedding and he was pouring everybody. So again, there's this element of like when you have a guest to take care of them. Anyway, so it ends up, it's a huge machlokas we're showing about what the actual words of the Gemara are. If we go to the Pnei Moshe, he brings down that Shavuah Saben, Shavuah Haben, he must see. Sarmish so is talking about a shvuah haben. He said, "Besudas mila shnikaris shvuah haben." So there's different customs um, in different uh, in different cultures about what exactly this means. But if it means bris mila, it's a very interesting thing because why is it called shvuah? The child is actually. It's, I mean, it's his eighth day, but. The element of bris mila, which is on the eighth day, is that he's lived through a full seven days. It's that he lived through an entire week. But it's interesting that this thing of eight is actually called shvuah haben. Um, it sounds like it's some type of celebration the night before, which might be a remez to some of the Sephardi customs or even the Ashkenaz custom of um, the, you know, the night before the bris of getting together with the child. Anyway, there's this thing, this element. But according to his reading, uh, during the actual bris itself, the uh, Balabias, according to the Pnei Moshe, the Rebbe of the Grah, the Balabias is actually serving everybody. Other uh, girsos are Tosis and the Rosh, but they actually have a whole different girsa, Bishavua Kenhu. Totally different brisa. If you want an explanation, if again, if you're learning the blot, look at the Haredim. He brings it down. Again, brilliant Bikias, the Shamish from uh, from, from Svas, who, who was a tremendously wonderful person. So take a look um, over there because he brings down all the Shitas. It's amazing. Rabbi Yona, Tosis, um, totally different girsa, and it really, really changes everything. Um, there's another element, again, of halacha that's very, very relevant, which is basically if a person wants to eat in his sukkah, um, on Amar um, Rabbi Abba Barkana, Rav Chia Barashi, he says um, that that if a person um, is moving back into his home for Shemini Atzeres, um, but he wants to eat his meals in the sukkah, then he has to apostle the sukkah. So again, there's a whole dispute here exactly what's going on in the Ramazim about whether a person is allowed to be in the sukkah at that time. Rishub and Levi says, Tzarech Lekadish Patel Pesach, he's make Kiddush in his house. I'm not going into all the halachic aspects of what's being discussed here because way beyond the scope of what I want to present. But I just want to point out that there's fascinating concepts here. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to share for today is a very interesting historical thing that, um, very interesting how they used to eat back then. The refinement is just so fascinating. And, and this is a, the Rishami is quoting it, but it's a Tosefta. So basically, um, it, it's a whole story actually of what it looked like when they were, they would eat. I and Shem, I'm not going to go into it right now, but basically, a guest is actually not allowed to enter the house anymore once they've served uh, three appetizers. So what does that mean? So again, the, the Tosefta, Perak Dalid uh, Oschas says that the custom of line was that they would spread a cloth over the doorway at mealtime. This is a sign to the guests that the third appetizer was not yet uh, to be served, therefore they could enter. Once the third appetizer was served, the cloth was removed and the guests knew they could no longer enter. You missed you missed the party. If you take a look in Baba Basra, uh, Bavli, um, Duff, Tzadi, Gimel, and Mubez, and the Rosh Bomb there, you'll see a different version of this, but that's what the Tosefta says. It's very interesting if you want to mar Makom. But anyway, what's the shot? The shot is that there seem to have been these appetizers that people ate. Again, an appetizer actually gets a person um, hungry because when you eat something, 
the reason it's called an appetizer is because it expands your stomach and then you think you're hungry, which is very interesting to know when you're eating. When you first eat the appetizers, that gets it whets your appetite. But really, you're really not even hungry. It's just because your stomach's expanded, you think you want more. But anyway, suffice it to say, it's not considered respectful to come into someone's house and the guest isn't and the, the host is not able to give you at least one appetizer. So therefore, once they serve that third one, he, he no longer has anything else to serve you. If you come for the first one, he would have you know, then he could serve you the second and third. You come after the second one, he could serve you the third one, but now he has nothing. So therefore, it's, it's, it's an imposition. And again, you see the refinement of how people, you know, acted. There's a certain refinement that I think is lost. Many, you know, I, I, I grew up and I saw this refinement in many Gidoli Yisrael and Tabi and it's just, it's, it's a different generation that we live in nowadays where there's no such thing as refinement. And it's just something that caught my attention I wanted to share about.